This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Up on the gun there a little bit. I'm just so excited to be on this morning. This is Mike Wilson. I'm uh, moving up the lineup this morning on the Naz and Wally show. And joining me this morning in the studio as usual is Naz. How are you this morning, Naz? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing pretty good on uh, the most overhyped uh, game probably in sports is on the, the docket today, yeah. the Super Bowl. And and I'm just leading right into that, uh, you know, the, the voice of the show, Mr. Walter Rigobom, is on the phone with us this morning, and he happens to be in Miami. Good morning, Wally. Uh, good morning, uh, Mike. Uh, good morning, Naz. How are you? Good morning, Wally. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm not actually in Miami, but I'm close, I'm close by. Let's put it that way. And... Uh, uh, and when you say it's the most overhyped, uh, Mike, uh, those those are fighting words. I, I tend to agree with you in a certain <laughs> respect. I do. I know that you're provocative, but uh, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is a, not only is it is it is it a football event; it's a cultural event in America and around the world. And I, you know, I've said it's one of the top three sporting events in the world. Uh, I don't know if it's number one, but I probably the World Cup of Soccer, the final, is probably number one around the world and uh you know and i always get the chance to joke a little bit when wrestlemania comes up it's probably bigger than wrestlemania but not by much by mike so i'll i'll leave it at there I'll leave it there and uh uh yeah i'm down i'm down close by uh, you know just like everywhere else the super bowl's big and uh, people are getting hyped and everybody's going to a super bowl party and uh Fortunately, I've got a I've got a couple of buddies down here that I'm going to head down and watch the game with. So uh, uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I think I think uh, Kansas City and uh, San Francisco. It's a it's perhaps the the best offense against the best defense. What do you think, Ness? Well, yeah, I think so, and I think San Francisco is going to take take it today because of their defense. I just have a have a gut feeling that the 49ers are going to go all the way. I hear it's pretty cold out there. Uh, it is it is cold this morning. Uh, I actually have condensation, if you can believe this. I'm in South Florida, and I've got condensation on the windows this morning because obviously there's a lot of humidity in the in in the place, and it's cold outside. It's like seven degrees Celsius this morning. So uh, perfect uh, perfect morning to uh, to do a little bit of radio and not not be out walking. So uh, yeah, it's pretty chilly, but it'll be it'll warm up for game time. It's and into the mid twenties this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, what we're looking for, hopefully, is I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about overhyped. Yeah, I, I mean, but uh, you know, I think it's a great day all around because you know, basically, the sports world, you know, comes to a halt, and everybody, you know, plans parties, events, and everything around it. So, it really, is a, a super day to, to to use the word. And I'm, 
you know, I think along with everybody, it's, it's nice to see two new teams in the game for once instead of having to look at the, those New England the Patriots. Patriots again. <laughs> yes, we can, Naz and I, of course, both agree on that one. <laughs> so it's nice to see that for a change. And I, you know, I, I, I guess I, I tend to agree slightly with uh, Naz on that with San Francisco, but it would be great to see maybe Kansas City and uh, maybe Mahone step up and have uh, the game everybody's expecting to come out of him. Yeah, they can. I'm actually, you know what, I, I, I'm actually looking forward to this game because they're two. You know, obviously the 49ers, uh, you know, they're, they're a marquee franchise. I mean, you know, Mike uh, Naz, you know, we, we're from a certain generation. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is Zoomer Radio. We're, uh, you know, we remember a lot of the great Super Bowls uh, in history. And interesting, uh, interesting, and I'd like your guys' take on it. Um, this is the 11th Super Bowl that's come, that they're, you know, publicizing it down here. The 11th Super Bowl in Miami, which is, when you think about it, that's pretty remarkable. Um, it's almost like this is this is like <laughs> this is like the center of the NFL universe when it comes to Super Bowls. Uh, and you know, I think the greatest Super Bowl, what made the Super Bowl uh, what it is, is the Super Bowl that happened here in 1969. I'm sure you Joe guys Namath. remember it. And Joe, Joe Namath. Namath yeah. It was at the Orange Bowl. And everybody remembers that iconic uh, that iconic uh, photo where you know uh, Namath was leaving leaving the stadium with the number one with his finger up saying we're number one, and of course up and that was actually historically people sort of forget this it's it's they say it's the third Super Bowl it was actually the first one that was called the Super Bowl because um, the first. The first one was in 67 with the Packers and the Chiefs. That's why I'm sort of looking forward to this because, you know, the Chiefs were a great franchise in the late 60s and 70s. As I'm sure you remember some of these names, Hank Stram, Lenny Dawson, Otis Taylor, Bob Buchanan, Eric the Cat, Ernie the Cat Lad. Uh, those were some great Kansas City Chiefs teams in the, in the late uh, 60s. They lost. To uh, Green Bay in the in the, what they call the AFL NFL Championship, and then of course, yeah. uh, three years later it was Joe Joe Willie Namath. Uh, I think the greatest Super Bowl ever because it made the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. Uh, your your guys, your thoughts on what you remember is the greatest Super Bowl. Well, I think that just to take your point one step further, I mean, and you got to remember a lot of the games, uh, of course, being a Bills fan along with Nas, there was four that we like well, to forget. Oh, you got all Bills fans here today. <laughs> wide would, right, wide right. We would like to forget. <laughs> but I, I can tell you that one of the greatest things about the Super Bowl is I've been to four, and, you know, once you go to the one, I, you know, I think after that, like just to tell you, Miami is an example. I've been to one in Miami, and the best part about it I noticed was the the parking lot. The, the spots to pay for the parking lot are like $100 for a parking yeah. spot. So people have to order these and book them. But what you'll find is people are, will be on that parking lot and not even go to the game. They bring outdoor satellite TVs, watch the game, and they'll party there sometimes for two days and not even go to the game. So, I mean, it's just this whole aura around it. So the game almost becomes secondary. And, of course, I'm just going to keep whining about the Bills not winning, so I really don't care about the games. The best Super Bowl I've seen is, it was recent, it was Seattle and New England where uh, Marshall Lynch didn't get the ball in the last... And they had four taps at it, and they got intercepted at the goal line. And that was the most exciting game, I think. Yeah, interestingly enough, there's there's been some pretty good games in the recent past. Um, you know, there was you know some great games in the early, you know, the 
Super Bowl got criticized at times there were blowouts at certain times. We, you know, you make a good point, Naz. And, of course, it was the Patriots the year they lost to the Giants. I can't remember what year it was, 2008, I believe, where they, they went into the Super Bowl undefeated. And it was Brady and Randy Moss and some, and that was that catch where the guy, where the new, where the yeah. New York Giant guy, Ken Tyree, was it yeah. David Tyree? Man, I mean, I guess my memory's working a little bit this morning. Uh, the ball got stuck to his helmet. It was a fourth down pass, Eli Manning, and the ball got stuck to his helmet, and somehow the Giants pulled that, pulled that one out. That was probably the upset. One of the greatest upsets, and of course, it was the one a couple of years ago where the weren't the Patriots down to the Atlanta Falcons? weren't they down like twenty eight to three at yeah. halftime? Yeah. And the and the Atlanta Falcons owner was down on the sidelines in the third quarter at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He's getting ready to celebrate, except he forgot he was playing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. <laughs> uh, you know, the Patriots pulled that one out. So many great ones. Uh, you know, when Kansas City beat Minnesota, Hank Stram, and uh, let's talk about some of the great 49ers teams, which is the other, you know, marquee franchise in this game. And all those guys in Montana and Ronnie Lott and Dwight Clark and Jerry Rice. So, uh, you know, it's almost like when I, I'm going to see them walk out today in Kansas City Chiefs and in San Francisco 49ers uniforms, it's just, just by the look of the uniforms, it's going to seem like a classic game. Yeah, I mean, and Steve Young, don't forget in that. Uh, yeah, and Steve Young in, in that generation and in in later on in the 90s. And then the Montana, yeah. obviously, the touchdown, but the famous. I mean, there always seems to be one play that stands out for any kind of momentous occasion as far as the Super Bowl. Remember the catch in San Francisco in the back of the end zone to, to get them there. And, I mean, I think these are the things that make it such a great sporting event is these are all the things people relate back to and watch. And, you know, even, uh, again, I, I, I just can't help myself. But even the Bills, when they lost to the Giants the first time, I mean, Thurman Thomas, I believe, was MVP. And, you know, how many times you see the losing team have an MVP player? So there's always something that does stand out in the game or leading into it that just makes it so memorable. And I think that's why it's such a great event. Yeah, you talk about that, Bill. You know, you're a Bills fan. Naz is the Naz is the ultimate. You're the ultimate Leafs fan, but Naz <laughs> is the ultimate Bills fan. He is. Uh, I don't know if he's wearing his Bills No, he's got a Leaf shirt on today. He's got a leaf shirt on, so uh, he normally when the Bills are playing well, he shows up with his Bruce Smith number 78 sweater. They ain't playing now, Wally. They ain't playing <laughs> now. but hang on now, boys. Just a second. Let him interrupt here for a minute. Now you're talking about nostalgia going back. How about, uh, like, all our friends on social media, though, for all our listeners, maybe seeing that picture from the 70s of two fine-looking young lads. Uh, no. I'm referring to guys. You guys had, boy, you had all your feathers Was that hilarious then. or what? <laughs> Who got you guys on that one? And Wally, you too. You look like a little rock star on there <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about, I, I, he's talking about what, the Ned, cable days uh i i Ned, i will tell you this mike i will tell you this i don't want to advertise it uh let's bury this as quick as we can uh, uh Ned didn't call me before he decided to uh before he decided to post that but all in all jest uh Naz and I go back a long, long way, and we, when I tell you we had we had fun on that show, uh, obviously, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, I think we've honed our craft just a little bit over the last 50 years, but uh, 
I don't know how they pulled that one out of the archives, and uh, our, lis- our listeners probably don't even know have, a, have any idea what we're talking about. But uh, well, there's a picture posted of uh, Wally and Naz when they're doing their show back in the '70s, and they were. Well, I'm going to be very nice here. They were a little bit younger, and uh, the the <laughs> complexion on the faces and the hair was a little different, a little longer, and a, a little, little longer. lot longer. Uh, well, I'm trying to be nicer, Naz. Okay, so. oh, and I, pre- I appreciate the kindness, Mike. Uh, the hair was a little bit longer, actually, to be quite. Quite frank, a lot longer, and it was darker too. Uh, the grays have stuck themselves in the middle there now, and uh, but uh, so many fantastic memories, uh, Naz well, and I. Now, Wally, yeah, here's something here today. You're talking about the big game today. It's also yeah. now, and Naz and I were talking off here. It's also the biggest day of the year for selling of uh, pizza, pizza and wings mm-hmm. and stuff. So now, what about uh, so? I think we know somebody in the city here. If people are looking for some uh, party favors, yeah. Well, you know what. Thank you so much for that, Mike. Uh, that's a perfect segue into uh, uh, giving a little plug for our sponsor. Uh, the good people at Pizzaville have, are the reason we have been on the air for five and a half years. Angelo and Nella and Stephanie, the Contardi family, have been so kind to us and so loyal to us. Uh, and, and, and this is their biggest day of the year. So, you know, if you got an opportunity today, uh, call Pizzaville. Uh, uh, you know, they got aside from the fact that they've got some fantastic commercials, uh, the pizza, the pizza is spectacular. The wings are spectacular. Uh, I think I think the number is star thirty six thirty six. Check them out. They have a web app. You can order online. They've been such big supporters of our show. It's only uh, it's only appropriate that we uh, remind our listeners if you need pizza and wings today, uh, give them a call. Uh, pop by Pizzaville. It's uh, and uh, aside from the fact they've been big supporters, it is a really, really good product. I highly recommend it. Thanks for bringing that up, Mike. No, it's not a problem. It. It's always nice to to support the locals, and I think it's 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 very appropriate on a day like today, especially. So, Pizzaville folks, uh, please give them a ring today, and you know they will help you bring more of these great voices you're hearing every Sunday morning. So, so thank thank them very much, and to see what you can do. Now, we're going to take a short break. We're going to be back with another great voice. One that needs no introduction, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Joe Bowen. Stay with us. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville decided to stonebake our pizzas the traditional way. That was over 50 years ago. Since then, the big pizza conglomerate started cooking their pizzas on conveyor belts, like you see at the airport. Now you can choose authentic Italian stonebake pizza or pizza you could mistake for luggage pizzaville stone baked pizza fiercely canadian authentically italian are you real ready if you're a real estate agent we can help you sell more homes a business owner we'll help show it off to the community at large and if you're a homeowner we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home because selling property is all in the details Real Tours Media, creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. 
They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Wilson, the Ultimate Leafs fan, sitting in the chair for Wally, who's uh, joined us on the phone this morning. And, of course, we have Naz on the studio. Our next guest... I guess you could say if I'm called the Ultimate Leafs fan, which was the name I didn't give myself, you could call this guy the ultimate voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm referring to none other than the legendary and Hall of Famer, Mr. Joe Bowen. Good morning, Bonesy. Hi, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing great. You've got uh, Naz and Wally with us. Good morning, Joe. Morning, guys. Morning, Joe. Now, Bonesy, i got a question for you here Now, before we get to the Maple Leafs. Now, for the listeners out there that don't know, Joe and I not only have a love of the Maple Leafs along with the guys in the studio here, but we also have a passion for the uh, football club by the name of Notre Dame uh, Fighting Irish. <laughs> now, Joe has a, has a reputation, or has a, has, they have a family trip every year where they go to uh, a, a game at some location throughout the season, and I had the fortune of going a couple years with these guys. Now, Joe, who's also a Green Bay Packer big diehard fan, there's a big dilemma for you, Joe, coming up October 3rd this year with Notre Dame playing at Lambeau Field in Wisconsin and possibly the Packers playing the next day. What are the Bowen family going to do about that? <laughs> well, uh, plans are in the works. Um, uh, it, I'm going to have to see about getting the last uh, Leaf uh, exhibition game off, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, that would be something. I don't know if the Packers would play the next day on Lambeau. That would be interesting to see if that was actually uh, uh, in the works. But uh, um, I know one thing. Uh, one of, uh, my son Derek and I are uh, at, at Christmas time. I was able to secure two tickets in Dublin. Uh, Notre Dame's playing Navy over yeah. there. And so we had a reverse draw as a Christmas present uh, to see which one of my four boys would come with me. And it was sort of like the, uh, 
Miss America pageant uh, <laughs> when we got down to the last two that uh, should Miss America be unable to fulfill her duties, then the first runner-up would get to go. But it's uh, my son Derek and I are going to go over and see them play in Ireland again. That's that's wonderful. I mean, I actually I ran into you last time they did play there in uh, twelve, and uh, yep. it is it's very exciting for anybody who's never been. And Mike, Mike, maybe you and I should uh, put something together. We'll go over to Dublin and join Joe. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea, uh, Wally. That's not a bad idea. Let's talk about it. interesting interesting fact. Maybe you guys know this one better than they were talking. It's the third time they're going back to Ireland, and there's only two other countries in the world that Notre Dame has played in, and one of them is Canada. Apparently, Notre Dame played a game in Canada in the 1950s, which I was completely unaware of. Uh, we got to get Paul Patskow to look that one up. I, I haven't had time to Google it, but uh, uh, certainly if we get an opportunity, Mike, let's, let's, ho- let's head over to Dublin and watch, uh, watch the Irish. You bet. You bet. Well, well, Bonesy, we'd be remiss if we didn't get to the obviously topic at hand, uh, the Maple Leafs. What, uh, the game last night, I, I thought, and being a former goaltender yourself, I thought, uh, Hutchie played actually an outstanding game last night. He was the reason that they actually squeaked away with two points. And uh, what was your overall view on how they played? Well, you know, one of the things, the position itself is so much mental that it's it's ridiculous. And um, when you're when you're going good, uh, the puck looks like the size of a beach ball. And when you're struggling. Uh, you're stationary, you're trying to get big, and you're hoping it hits you, and you can't find it, and it looks like the size of an aspirin. So um, I think both goaltenders uh, for the Maple Leafs have gone through uh, that period where their confidence level was down. And when you pick up the newspaper or, or listen to talk radio and hear every day that uh, the Leafs' backup goaltending situation is a major issue, uh, they need to find somebody uh, you know, uh, Frederick Anderson's uh, workload's got to be reduced and, and everything that was going on here, it, 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 I think it eats at both of them. And uh, I think that finally, um, Michael Hutchinson has gotten through that. And this is a young man that, you know, has played in the National Hockey League for a number of years. It's not like he's just uh, uh, brought up from the Unionville Men's League like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he, he, has a, he has a pedigree. He has a track record. And he's played well in this league. And he can certainly handle uh, this kind of a situation if he is mentally sharp and mentally in the game and not, you know, kind of second-guessing himself. And I think he's through that. And, and the last three starts that he's made, he's played very, very well. Um, and that's all that you can ask for. Um, the workload is being handled differently by uh, Sheldon Keith than what it was going to be by Mike Babcock's um, track record. So, uh, and, 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 you know, Frederick Anderson before the, the, uh, the All-Star break uh, was not playing very well. And uh, the Leafs suffered because of it. And uh, doesn't matter what kind of a team you have in this league, if you get ordinary to poor goaltending, you're not going to win. So, uh, you know, everybody says where they put too much uh, pressure on Anderson to play well, he has to play well. Every guy in the the net for a contending team has got to play well or you're not going to win. It's as simple as that. Joe, your assessment of the play of Willie Nylander this year? Well, I I have learned a lesson Um, (laughs) and, and I have been taught. Um, I was not last year when they made the decision to sign him. Uh, I questioned it. Uh, I questioned his resolve. 
I questioned his ability to uh, uh, battle one-on-one. I, I questioned his uh, uh, desire to go into the corners. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I never questioned the fact that when he had the puck, he was, he was a talented player. Would he go and get it? Would he go to the traffic areas? Well, um, he has certainly shown us that he is capable of doing that. And he is scoring because of it. He's scoring in the in the dirty areas of the of the rink. Um, he obviously handles the puck exceptionally well, and he can skate. Uh, but you know what? I think he's also found that um, he can go to those areas and not get killed. Uh, and I think that that's that's an important part part of his game that has developed over the last um, three quarters of this season, and uh, it is certainly shown. And uh, uh, I, I'm the first to apologize, you know, because I I was questioning the thing all the way through, and yet uh, Willie Nylander has certainly um, earned uh, the the contract that he was uh, provided, and obviously the people in that office are a hell of a lot brighter than the ones in my office. Uh, Joe, uh, last night I actually managed to watch the game from South Florida. I won't betray my confidences in terms of how I managed to avoid the CRTC last night. I managed to get the game on my iPad. Um, Kasperi Kapanen looked dapper, but he wasn't wearing a, he wasn't wearing the blue and white. He was sitting up in the box, and Sheldon Keith has shown that, you know what, the players might be having a bit more fun, but uh, he's a no-nonsense guy in a lot of ways, too. And the buzzword last night after the game was he wasn't playing due to internal accountability issues. Apparently, we see. Apparently, we're going to find out more about it on Monday. Um, any idea what's going on, Joe? Yep. Anything you care to share with us? No, I suppose I could. And <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think I think that the bottom line is that uh, I believe um, Casperi was late for meeting, uh, and uh, that's the the coach is not going to tolerate that. Um, you can't put your time uh, to be more important than the, the groups. Um, uh, you know, you're, you're anybody that is late uh, for things of that nature are, are, you know, obviously putting themselves ahead of the team. Um, I remember Lou Holtz, uh, speaking of the Fighting Irish, was uh, playing in a, in a bowl game and uh, his best running back uh, missed a meeting or was late for a meeting. And he packaged him up and sent him back to South Bend, Indiana. And they played without him. Um, and, and that's just, you know, that's, that's the way it is. You know, Vince Lombardi's, uh, Lombardi's standard time. If you were 10 minutes early, you were five minutes late. So um, this is, you know, as a group, um, you can't put yourself ahead of the group. Uh, and this is a, a very valuable lesson, not only for Casperi Kapanen, but for everybody else in the organization, that uh, it won't be tolerated. Well, the other thing we can take away from this also, now let's not forget this, guys, is that for once in a number of number of years, the depth on this hockey club is such that they can afford to sit a guy out as they did last night, and the player in waiting stepped right in and did an admirable job. So everybody is on alert that if you're not playing up to standard and you're not living up to the standards of a Toronto Maple Leaf, you sit, somebody will take your spot, and they won't miss a beat. So again, 
Kudos again to Mr. Dubas for the depth he's provided in the organization. And it was clearly evident last night as we saw the way the club played. Well, yeah, and it's, you know, that's, uh, again, um, you, you, you can't have two sets of rules. Um, and, and although, you know, a lot of teams do. Uh, there's the, the set of rules for the group, and then there's the set of rules for the star player or whatever. Um, but that has, that can't be a situation, I think, in a hockey team. And, and, uh, and I, you know, it's a valuable lesson for a young player. Um, but it's also a valuable lesson for everybody, uh, within the team, uh, that if you don't have a, a viable excuse and, and things can happen, um, you know, and you're, you're both tired blow out on the, on the highway somewhere and you're, you're stranded or whatever, there's, there's obviously going to be excuses that might, uh, uh, change that, but under what happened as far as uh, Kapanen is concerned, uh, and, and and more so, uh, how Sheldon Keith read it, um, it, it was a, uh, an offense, and uh, therefore punishment has been doled out, and uh, then you move on. Uh, Joe, we uh, got a chance to, uh, uh, on the show last Sunday, you talked about how uneasy we were about the state of the Maple Leafs going into the All-Star break. They had limped into the All-Star break. They've come out of the All-Star break. Uh, thankfully, last night they won a game they absolutely needed to win. They didn't want to lose to the Senators at home. Uh, this looks like it's going to be an incredible dogfight right to the end. Uh, and it's almost it almost seems like we're almost in playoff hockey uh, very soon. And this is almost like a playoff game Monday night against the Panthers because... You know, we're in a dogfight with the Panthers. Is that uh, how important is this game Monday night? Well, it's you know, it, all of these games are going to be very important with teams that you are in in the hunt with, um, and uh, and and this is really, I guess, maybe the first one. Um, so we will see uh, what kind of metal uh, the Leafs have, uh, you know, going forward with these games. Um, and then a couple of years ago, when they got into the playoffs and they were home and cooled out and uh, just kind of slid by the last part of the season without really playing meaningful games probably cost them the playoff series. So, uh, you know, take the poison which way you want. uh, Ease into the playoffs with a lot of time to rest people and do things or, um, you know, be like the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Last year, at this point in time, they were playing playoff hockey every night. Uh, they had to get in, and they had uh, a long way to come to get in. So I don't think this is a bad thing at all, um, but they're going to have to play, um, you know, very uh, disciplined hockey and play well uh, and get everybody going on the same page. So uh, it's obviously a very important game for both franchises, um, and uh, uh, they've got another one uh, back in Florida to to um, look forward to as well. So uh, there's, a, there's a number of good games on the horizon here with teams that are right around where they are that are going to have to be put in the right column. Joe, injuries have been very important. And um, I hear Barkov is not going to be playing. He has a lower body, body injury. He won't be in the lineup tomorrow. And um, Dougie Hamilton... That won't hurt. That won't hurt. <laughs> Dougie Hamilton got hurt, and they're suffering too. Injuries are a big part of this, aren't they? Yeah, obviously, and 
you know, the, everybody's talking about the Leafs going out and getting a defenseman. They've got a defenseman sitting up in the press box on a little trolley that goes around with his legs. <laughs> <laughs> that hopefully will be back, um, you know, uh, before April or into March, maybe that would be a welcome addition in Morgan Riley coming back. I had a nice chat with him last night, and he's anxious to get back and anxious to get away from that uh, trolley that he's uh, limping around with and uh, be able to get back and get a get some, a boot on and get back to skating. So, um, yeah, it, it, obviously injuries are going to be a, a key component throughout. And if you lose a, a, a big cog, it's going to mean a lot of people are going to have to pick up uh, an extra piece of the rope to pull on. Well, the other thing, too, is that you have to keep in mind is, is we're now sort of into the Super Bowl Sunday is always that uh, tipping point for a lot of the sports uh, leagues to either get started up or just in the wind down when it gets really tough. And last I was at the game last night and I did notice that Austin Matthews, I mean, they paid particular attention to him, obviously. He had two guys following him around basically the whole night. The, the neutral zone, Smith had it clogged up all evening long. The point being here is that they're going to see a lot more of that as the season winds down. And with things so tight, it's going to be on the players to find ways to separate themselves. And that's going to be the biggest challenge for this hockey club. And if they can do that, as you pointed out earlier with the St. Louis analogy, I think things could be rosy for the Maple Leafs. But it's a big task at hand, obviously. Yeah, it is. Uh, it sure is, Mike. I mean, it's, you know, this is a, <laughs> it's a really good league. And uh, I've often said that the talent level from top to bottom uh, is remarkably close. Um, and atmosphere and attitude, uh, what kind of a, a group you have, um, how they bind together uh, dictates whether you're going to be successful or not successful. And um, so, you know, when everybody says, well, they had to beat Ottawa. Well, Ottawa's won a lot of games, and they've beaten some pretty good teams through the uh, through their season as well. So, you know, you can't just say that these things are automatic and and everything else. Um, it, it's 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 a, a real good hockey league, and if you don't uh, you know pay attention to it like that, then you know, a lot of things happen. So you can't take anybody for granted. Um, you've got to make sure that you uh, uh, come to the rink prepared. And uh, at this point, it appears that Sheldon has done a great job of making sure that that is uh, front and center. We've just got a couple minutes left before we have to run, unfortunately, Joe. But I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Um, I, I, with Austin Matthews obviously pressing, I mean, to, to, to get the 50 goals, you've called some great <laughs> moments over the Leaf history. You know where I'm going with this. And I don't, did you call Vibes 50th, or was it you the next year after that? I, I called two of his 50th. Uh, but, um, no, the first time that he hit 50 was the year before I arrived. That's what I thought. And uh, so now, obviously, have you given any thought to how you might approach this historical moment if he does actually break his record? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better, Joe. That's the answer. Spontaneous. You know what? No, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't ever... Uh, people have asked me, okay, well, what are you going to say when the Leafs win the Stanley Cup? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, and I don't want, I don't want to prepare something because it, then it'll sound like that. Uh, it won't be spontaneous. It won't be, well, it won't be the way I, I call a hockey game. So, uh, no, I've not thought anything about it. Um, I, it'll be a very memorable, uh, performance. Um, but I mean, uh, Gary Lehman scored 50. 
Um, Dave Anderchuk, 50 twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fortunate to, to call those games. But And, and, and you know, Mike, as, as, as big as that moment was, I mean, I, I don't think we can make it bigger. Um, you know, this young man is a talented player, and he's the, he's, uh, the face of the franchise. And um, for him to score 50 goals will be uh, a, a big moment for him, whether he's able to do it or not this season. So um, I think that everybody is, uh, you know, would be very pleased, obviously. Um, and if he does score 50, it's going to mean that the Leafs are probably going to make the playoffs. Um, so, um, you know, it, it'll all be part and parcel, but it won't be something that I will, uh, uh, you know, sit down and write a, a poem about or anything of that nature. I think we'll just let it, uh, let it come as it does. I wouldn't expect anything else, Joe. So, I mean, on that note, do you want to add something here, Joe, Nez, before we go? The, yeah, Joe, who wins the Super Bowl today? Oh, there we go. Uh, well, I, I'm very impressed with Patrick Mahomes. And wouldn't it be interesting that one of the teams with the smallest payroll would be, would beat the team that I think has the highest payroll at this particular point? So I, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Uh, Andy Reid was an assistant coach with the Packers, and Brett Favre was there. Uh, so I'm, I'm pulling hard for Andy. Okay, well, that's great. Well, Bonesy, always a pleasure. Thank you much for joining us here this morning, and uh, best of luck with the Leafs. And I hope you get the call another 16 or 20 or 20, whatever it takes for the rest of the year once the postseason begins. Anyway, Thank thanks again, much, Bonesy. Buddy. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk to you probably see you Monday. You got it. I'll be there. Okay, All see right. you, Bonesy. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville declared... We'll never be the fastest. We'll never be the cheapest. We'll never be the snazziest dressed. What? Yeah, my point is, we want to be the best. At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone-baked, the traditional Italian way. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? 
If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Opinions expressed on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Well, we're back. It's Mike Wilson here, uh, the Ultimate Leaf fan, filling in this chair here. I moved up the lineup with Wally in uh, Florida and joining us on the phone and Naz across from me in the studio on Super Bowl Sunday. But, of course, this is Toronto, so it's all about hockey most of the time. And joining us this morning, uh, terrific columnist from the Toronto Sun, Michael Tracos. Mike, good morning. How are you doing? Hey, Mike. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Great, great. Doing- Got to say, Mike, uh, thanks. Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. So, uh, Mike, listen, uh, I mean... Mike, uh, for those of you listeners out there, I mean, uh, Mike has some great insights into what goes on in the National Hockey League, and, and particularly up and coming with uh, the trade day approaching and all those that uh, t- talked about trades that are being out there. Mike, I'd just like your insights here on what you think could possibly happen down the road. I don't want to p- pin you down on specific players, but let's just put it this way. With a 31-team league, 25 teams still within reaching distance, theoretically, of a playoff spot. I mean, realistically, who can actually really make a move? It's funny. Like I was going to say Leafs definitely are going to get a defenseman, and yet, I think you could probably fill in the blank and say that team also wants a defenseman at the trade deadline, whether it's, you know, like whether it's a Winnipeg, um, even a Montreal. It seems like every team is in it. And I was actually working on a column right now where it's not the Stanley Cup, you know, the proverbial Stanley Cup contenders that are necessarily going to be making the biggest move. It's those teams on the bubble, um, like we saw last season with Columbus. I think if you look back, and I have looked back in the last four or five years, the bubble teams tend to make the biggest noise and the, <clears throat> the biggest moves. And it's just for that simple reason where, you know, everyone wants those home playoff dates for, you know, the, the gate revenue. And the difference between making it and not making it, it's worth it. Uh, I think in an owner's mind and definitely in a general manager's mind, um, even if it costs you a pick or two or some prospects, um, just to get into the playoffs is such a big deal. And, um, that whole adage of, you know, get in the playoffs and anything can happen. Well, we're seeing that time and time again. So um, just look at the teams that are fighting for a wild card spot or that third seed in the division. Those are the teams that are going to be the biggest movers and shakers. And unfortunately for Toronto, um, who's probably going to have to pay top dollar to get some defensive help, um, it's really going to cost you, I think, at this, de- at this deadline because there's so many teams that think that they're, you know, one or two points or maybe one or two trades away from being 
uh, a playoff team right now. Michael, what, Mike. def- what, what defensemen are on the trading block? Well, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, as many teams as there are that are uh, that think they're in it, there's a lot of teams that know they're definitely not in it. So you look at Anaheim, Ottawa, San Jose, um, the guys that I'm looking at right now, even Minnesota, I think, if they have a couple bad weeks, you could see a guy like Matt Dumba be available. But from Toronto, the one guy I'm circling hard, um, or maybe just two guys, um, I really like Brendan Dillon out of San Jose, and I really, like, really, really like Josh Manson uh, out of Anaheim. And Josh is a guy that you know, the Leafs, even in the Babcock era, had been going after hard. Uh, there was a time where Anaheim had a number of defensemen, and Vatanen's one of them, um, that were really believed to be coming to Toronto. I remember running across Mike Babcock uh, at an Anaheim-Nashville playoff series, uh, running into him at a bar there, and I said, hey, what brings you to Anaheim? And he goes, or sorry, what brings you to Nashville? And he goes, well, uh, you can just see the teams that are playing. And it was obvious that he was really eyeing one of those defensemen. But Josh Manson, if, you, if fans love uh, what they've seen in Jake Muzzin, it looks like he might be a Leaf for a number of years if they're working on a contract right now. They're going to fall in love even harder with Josh Manson, who, you know, is that prototypical big-bodied, uh, bruising guy. He's got a bomb of a shot from the back end, uh, but he just adds a quality that, you know, aside from Muzzin, the Leafs have in short supply. So I, I could see either one of him or Brendan Dillon, who is a steady, stay-at-home guy in, you know, in the same ilk of maybe like a Ron Hainsey or a Jake Muzzin. Uh, coming to Toronto, but like I said, the, it seems like a lot of teams are really wanting those guys. Uh, Michael, Josh Manson, I've I've, uh, I've read those reports too. Anaheim's in town this week, I believe Friday night. Uh, and Kapanen, when, when we talk about uh, trade bait from the Toronto Maple Leafs, Kapanen uh, seems to be at the top of the list. Johnson, Cody Cece, uh, you know, Kapanen being in the in the press box l- last night or in the in the box upstairs led to all kinds of rumors. But mm-hmm. it was it was just because he missed some team meeting. Um, what would it take at Manson in the blue and white? It, I've, I've heard Kapanen. Is that enough? And how, how do the dollars shake up? Yeah, I don't think it's quite enough because I think Manson still has another. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he still has another year remaining on a contract that is very cap friendly. So, you know, I think you start with either Janssen or Kapanen. And in my opinion, yeah, it's going to take either one of those. Which one? I think it's going to be up to the team that's uh, acquiring him uh, to decide that. I really don't think that. Um, I think the Leafs obviously want to keep both, but. Uh, if you're going to ask them which one they prefer, maybe Kapanen, just because he can do so many things. Uh, he can play up and down. Not that Johnson can't, but I just think that speed is just an X factor where I think a lot of teams are probably looking at that. Um, but probably Kapanen and either maybe a second-round pick or another prospect. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a Jeremy Bracco. Bracco. Um, maybe, maybe a Mason Marchman. I don't know what the team acquiring him is definitely looking at, but it's going to take someone that we probably have seen in the minors, maybe even a, a Timothy Lilligren if someone thinks that, you know, we, we haven't seen the best of this kid yet and that there's still uh, a lot of room to grow, which probably there is. Um, but, yeah, you're going to have to take a roster player. And the good news about the Leafs is that, you know, the Pierre, the Pierre Engvels and the, the Makayevs, um, even, even the Moors, have really kind of illustrated that this team is flush with wingers and run, you know, there's probably a lot of wingers in the minors that can probably step up and do the same job that Engvall and Mikhaev and 
more are doing, and Bracco's one of them, where there's just no opportunity for those guys to come up. But so maybe you can, this is the perfect time where you can't afford to lose a Janssen or a Kapanen just because there's so many different options right now. Well, I think um, one of the things, uh, to your point, Mike, I mean, uh, first off, I hope they don't give up on Kapanen because they got so much invested in him, and I think he can do so much. I mean, I've always stated on this program a couple of times that Johnson, I think, is more opportunistic, and he's the type of guy that, in the right circumstance, he can score goals, but he reminds me of an ex-Leaf called Jones Hoagland. So if he's the guy... <laughs> really going back. Yeah, I'm really going back. <laughs> but the thing I'm thinking of here is, with, as we've talked about with, you know, 23, 24, 25 teams in the running, the idea being is, using an old stock market phrase i mean this is a seller's market and you know somebody's really gonna have to overpay and i mean you're really gonna have to put the work in because a lot of the the top teams as you said the bubble guys are the guys who are more likely to make moves because they probably have more room the cap restraints against the big guys are obviously going to have a play so this i think is an opportunity for some of these lower level teams to really score big on these guys oh i completely agree and like it's not to win a cup. Like, obviously, you want to win a cup, and that's the ultimate goal, and the Leafs are going to say that's their ultimate goal. But really, they're not thinking cup right now. They're thinking make playoffs right now. And what a disaster it would be um, for Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan if this team misses the playoffs by one, two, three points. And if it's the difference between giving up more picks, more prospects, and hampering yourself down the road just to get in that playoff spot, I think that risk is totally worth it because I know this is a young team. I know that there's probably a window of opportunity there that stretches probably for the duration of Austin Matthews' current contract. And yet you really have to take your chances when you've got them. And like I said, if the Leafs were to miss the playoffs this year for how much is invested in their forward group, for how good their forward group has been, like we're looking at Austin Matthews possibly winning the Rocket Richard. We're looking at Mitch Marner finishing the season with close to 100 points despite missing all that time. Really, it's been a banner year for the guys that they have invested all that money in. And if they were to miss the playoffs despite all that, it would be, like I said, just, I keep saying disaster, but there's no other word for it. It would just be a complete, utter disaster, and it would fall at the feet of Kyle Dubas, especially in a year where he fires Mike Babcock, a firing that probably should have taken or should have happened in the summer and given Sheldon Keefe a little bit of a runway because since he's taken over, team is performing, I think, at close to, I think, 116-point pace last time I checked, something around there. So, yeah, if it's going to cost them an arm and a leg, a leg just to get some defensive uh, reinforcements and help them in that cause, possibly help them get in the playoffs and also get past maybe a uh, Boston or Tampa in the first round, totally worth it in my mind. Michael, uh, up front... They could use another veteran, I think, to help. What about bringing back Patrick Marlowe at the trade deadline? No. Don't Come on. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're not serious, are you? <laughs> Go on, Naz. Jeez. Where would you put him? Did you not remember how like, ineffective he was in the playoffs? They like, brought Spezza back. Nazem I think they Kadri and William Neal. Hey, listen. Thank God himself. they brought Spezza back. They want, he, 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 you know, yeah, he's been playing pretty up. well. Uh, you don't need more veterans. You know, John Tavares is a veteran. There's a lot of these young guys that are that basically are veterans. I'd bring Hainsey back for a playoff run. He, he, Possibly. He but, you know, you can get Hainsey-type players that yeah. are a little younger. Wouldn't, wouldn't cost them very much. That's for sure. Would cost no. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You know, if if you lose out on, like, the Brendan Dillons and the Mansons and yeah. maybe 
But I would rather even have a Dylan DeMelo um, rather than a Hainsey. I, like, I granted, I don't disagree. Riley looked great with Hainsey, but uh, eventually those wheels are just going to fall off. Like, what is the guy, 38 years old? And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't I'd, disagree I'd with him. Low 30s. Yeah, well, I, well, Mike, just before we let you go, last night, I don't know if you guys noticed to your point, on the in the overtime and the power play, the Leafs had forty million dollars worth of talent on the ice <laughs> on the four players, and that's probably close to the payroll of the Ottawa Senators. So oh, that's hilarious. Well, it worked out for them, didn't it? It and worked you know, out. Like, you know, they, they're, gonna, they're probably going to need more of those two-one wins uh, as we go forward. Like it, we see it every year, even the most offensive teams, everything just tightens up in the final uh, month and a half, two months of the season. So yeah, Leafs get used to winning two-one. Get used to really kind of holding teams to below 30 shots like they did last night. I know it's yeah. an Ottawa team that doesn't have that firepower, but that, that's sort of the, the recipe for success going forward. Michael, I, I just, uh, sorry to interrupt, guys, really quickly before we let you go, uh, we, tend to, we tend to center our discussions around Toronto, but all hell is breaking loose out in Alberta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, I mean, it was, old, as they say, old-time hockey. It was yeah, last two, night. two goalies. Two goalies punching it out at center. What's going on out there? Is uh, is uh, yeah, man. what? What? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, Kachuk is the ultimate instigator, and him and Cassian, but those teams don't like each other. What? What's going on? Well, when David Riddick threw his did the old Jose Bautista flip <laughs> there after the shootout, when you knew you could just circle the next time they were going to play, and you said, "Yeah, okay." This ain't over. This ain't over by a long by a long stretch. So I'm not surprised it's gone this way. But I just keep looking at the standings. And I'm going, okay, if things kind of shake out the way they do. We could see a Calgary Edmonton first round. And wouldn't that be the best thing for hockey? And definitely uh, pique my interest. You know, put me on a flight to Alberta right now. I'll cover that series all day long. Well, you know, Mike, as, as always, time is our enemy, and, uh, you know, we want to thank you again for joining us as usual. Great insights, as usual. So, Mike, uh, get back to it. Looking forward to meeting what you have for us this week. Thanks All again. Right, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Matt. Okay. Appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl today. Go Chiefs. Yes, okay. There you go. Okay, so final wrap-up. Wally, quick comment from you before you, you want to say something before we wrap this up? Um the only thing I'd, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about uh, predictions, but just to finish off the Leaf discussion, I just, uh, you know, they got to they gotta keep playing that, as you say, that game where they get given up less than 30 shots a game, and Hutchinson's got to, it seems like he's restored some confidence, and if they can get this uh, this defenseman, as they say, uh, you got to get in the playoffs, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, but... I was feeling tremendously uneasy last Sunday. I'm feeling a little bit better today, and uh, we'll see how I feel next Sunday morning. Well, the Carolina and Florida are done. If they lose those, they lost Hamilton for the rest of the season. If they lose Barkov, they're done too because injuries are a big part of it, and uh, they're I done. Get it. I get it, Naz. I'd like to think that the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not just about making the playoffs. It's about making a run to the Stanley Cup. Um, I'd like to think that we're going to get in through the front door and not through the back door and that, and that you know, we excel and we, we play well in the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be a week-by-week analysis. Yes, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's again, as I've, I've said many, many times on this show, that the, what they have to do is the star players have to separate themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And Quick. they've got to do that. And particularly Austin Matthews, who's, who they're going to, every team is going to be king on him. 
He better be prepared. These guys are going to be falling home to his apartment. So he better be ready. And if he can do that and Tavares can get a little bit more room out there, the Leafs will have some success. So, guys. Anyways, Mike, take us into Super Bowl predictions. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go with KC today. And uh, we've run, we're running out of clock time here. Naz, I think, are in San Francisco. And Wally, who are you going with? San Francisco. Defense always wins out. All right. Two to one, guys. I'm rooting for the young guy. Okay. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll be back next week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.